It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, everybody. Not so good work, Captain Duck. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. How's it going? That's Kevin. What's up, y'all? Yeah, a little wrinkle on the old opening because continuation of our last podcast, which we talked about what, Tommy? We talked about what happened. What would happen if the Ducks lost to the Hawks at the end of D1? Yes. So now we're going to D2, possibly D3, depending on how much time we take up. So as we established in the first or our last episode, I guess, the first talking about the first movie. We're just going from like the pivotal moment on, which is obviously Julie Gaffney's glove save on Gunnar Stahl. Yeah, so I think in this in this universe, um, Gunnar Stahl makes the shot, and then Iceland ends up overcoming and, and winning. Yes, winning in the shootout. Now, does Julie Gaffney stay in for the following shots, or does, or does Bombay throw Goldberg back in? Oh, that's a... Mm, that's a tough one, because Gaffney, her confidence has to be destroyed, and Goldberg was probably thinking, "Cat's got this," and so he's probably just shitting his pants. He doesn't want to go back out there. I think I don't know. I think she's. I mean, granted, if they go on and win, it doesn't. It's kind of a moot point. But I think she's one to rise to the occasion and not shrink. Like I don't think she would shrink after giving up that goal. I think she would kind of see it as a challenge. Okay, I think there could be some rule change that prevents Gore from switching goalies back, but we don't know. Yeah. It's not like they haven't, you know, skirted the rules before. <laughs> changing uniforms in the middle of the game, changing people's jerseys and stuff. Russ playing goalie. Yeah. Yeah. I think well, I think leaving Gaffney in might be the better move just because she's the better goalie, you know? Yeah. So obviously it's tied now. And obviously a duck shooter needs to miss. Mm-hmm. So who do you go to and who's the goat for the ducks? We talked about who shot and who didn't shoot. Yes, the shooters were Jesse, Gee, Dwayne, Fulton, and Banks. In that order. Do you uh do you go to maybe Connie or Kenny Wu? Because remember, Charlie can't shoot because he's on the bench now. Correct. Uh, you can't put you can't have Rush shoot. He's got the knuckle puck. I think you, yeah, you can't that... you can't put everything on the knuckle puck. Yeah. Plus, haven't we established that you can't stop and? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he would be particularly ineffective, even more so than Fulton. I figure. Scenario. I figure if you put Averman in, he would like be all nerves and end up just missing way terribly. Yeah. So I think Wu or Connie. Luis. Um, as long as the shot goes in before he, wrote, he runs yeah, into the goalie. Yeah. All right. Is that legal? Would that be legal? If, if he, he scores, if he yeah. Scores and then if he, he just scores, takes out the goalie. If he scores and it's in, and then he takes out the goalie, that's legal. That's a goal. But there's no penalty or anything for that? Not in a shootout. What are you going to do? Put him in the penalty box? I don't know. Okay. He's already shot. It's not like you can hold him out. So, so This is a presser situation, so who does Bombay turn to? Probably, I don't know. Probably Connie, but I'd does Connie, Connie score? Well, in this scenario, no. no yeah. Okay, so Connie, Connie could score, and then Iceland could yeah, score. Yeah, it could just keep, keep on going. going. Or they both could miss. Well, who's 
who's I think Connie is more likely to make it. Yeah. And I think so. I I also think Kenny Wu is also likely to make it. So I think they have to turn it to Averman or something like that. So uh, okay. So let's say Connie goes scores. Iceland comes back, scores. Wu scores. Iceland comes back, scores again. Then you go to Averman, and he chokes in the what eighth round of the shootout in like spectacular fashion, <laughs> like like Charlie Conway fashion. You know, like trips over himself. Or, yeah. <laughs> he just like shoots it in the third yeah. row of seats or yeah. something, or like has an asthma attack <laughs> at mid at mid ice and just or center ice. Okay, so does the team just hate Averman, or is it just like good try? I think they're devastated. I don't. I think Averman hates himself enough for everyone. Yeah. Okay, so they don't. They don't pile on. No. So is Averman's life like over? What happens to Averman? Does he continue playing hockey, or is that it? Uh, from a like from a teammate's perspective, or like from from Averman's perspective, he a... he is screwed up, and we establish he's beating. I himself think he's up the kind of guy they would forget about it the next day. Oh, okay, you know. He'd, he'd go back to his movie theater, <laughs> quote-unquote job, job. <laughs> and, you know, do his thing and, you know, on to summer. They'd probably give him shit about it. Yeah. I mean, they're at an age. It's like Banks would probably be devastated But Banks until he got a call from on. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure Banks would get the, hall from, the call from Eden Hall no matter what. And so they're all going to give Averman shit for the rest of his life. But good-natured ribbing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like at every reunion. You know, he gets like the a trophy for being the biggest fuck up or something. They probably like watch highlights of that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Does the team look at Charlie and have any resentment for him giving up his spot because Charlie could have been the finisher there? Or you could also, what if Bombay goes to Charlie to make the decision of who's. Oh, who, of who to off. pick? Oh, I you're the Charlie assistant coach fucks now. up. Oh, wow. So that's like doubly like. Or what if, what if Charlie, I don't think. Bombay would say, Charlie, you pick. I think it'd more be like, Charlie, you go talk to Averman and like say, oh. like, hey, this is what you should do. And maybe Charlie tells him like the totally wrong thing. It's like, oh, this guy's a righty. When, no, he's a lefty. And so he just like, Averman freezes on the ice because he got a bad scouting report from Charlie. Okay, so Charlie loses Charlie it. spazzes the coach job. Oh, it comes back to Spazway. Yeah. He returns to Spazway. Oh, interesting. Do you, do you think uh, everyone else knows that, or do you think it's just between like Bombay, Averman, and Charlie that only those three know about the fuck up? Well, I think in an emotional moment, Averman probably says like, "What's up, man?" Like right after, like you told me the wrong, like I couldn't, I you told me too much. Yeah, like at the press conference, I think Averman would still be rattled. And oh, really? Call out Charlie. It'd be like Averman, why did you like try to go like? To his strong side, it was like, like, oh well, well, I got some bad scouting instructions from from Charlie. Wow. So does the team hate Charlie then? Yeah, I th- I think the team secretly hates Charlie at all times, but <laughs> that's just me. He's a captain, though. Yeah. Is he? I I don't think they they hate him. I think I think they like him, but maybe they're looking for an excuse to hate him. Yeah, I like that. I can get on board with that. Okay. Because there's really nothing in D two that he does. It, I mean, he he's whiny and stuff. But he's not whining to the other kids. He's like, well, can we be USA Ducks? So that's like right to Gordon. So Gordon's probably like, what the fuck, man? But like Jesse doesn't hear that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's not really hateable until D3 when he becomes very, yes, very, very hateable. All right. He always is a whiny little bitch, though. Okay. Yeah, that is true. And then, moving on, we go to Tibbles. Oh, Tibbles. Man. Tibbles. Tibbles, his job was. They lost ice on the first time. His job was on the line. They don't win the gold medal now. 
Tibbles has to be fired, right? Do you think he's done? Even though after they like come back and they make it all the, I mean, that was I mean, great TV, I bet. And also, like, do you think the was the USA actually expecting to win? It was in their home country. I think they were the favorites. Yeah, but like you have in. this Iceland team, which is like USSR in the eighties. Like no, but US like how they're treated though. Well, in the beginning they, of the Goodwill Games, they talk about like. USA and Iceland are the heavy favorites. Yeah. And so they're pretty much being played up. And, you know, but that's think... also American media. So. Yeah. Well, that's the only media that matters in this situation. What's all, the only thing that, I mean, the American media, of course, is going to pump up the U.S. team because people won't give a fuck about the Iceland junior team, but they'll, they'll get behind a U.S. junior yeah. team. Well, I mean, U.S. shows it on the ISO that they're obviously favorites. I mean, they beat the shit out of Italy and Trinidad and Tobago, those powers. <laughs> But I mean, isn't the perception the reality in this situation? So you pump up this U.S. team, and they have all these expectations to win, and that's on Tibbles who contracted this team to win. I guess that's true. Yeah. So, so you think Tibbles sticks around just because they they came back and they made it a good game? I think he sticks around, but he's on very thin ice. Okay. No pun intended. Hey. Or pun intended. I think they forgive him, but he might just resign. He might maybe that kind of just shoots his confidence. Like I can't build another team, and so maybe he he kind of like goes into the the shadows. I don't think Tibbles is a is a guy that would give up that position of power. Really, he's not going to be back in that spot if he resigns. Well, do you remember uh, when he talks to Gordon about um, when they lose to Iceland? He is like scared basically, yeah, and that's true too. But and because he knows that his job is on the line and. Yeah. And can you imagine, like, when he sees Averman miss that shot and then the the next Iceland guy make it? Do you think he just, like, looks for an exit? He's, like, bolts or something? Do you think he, like, fears for his life? Like, Hans? Somewhere, oh, you think somewhere Hans behind the scenes? I don't know. I think he, like, just starts crying in the stands. <laughs> and then, I can see that. Yeah, and then, like, Jan has to console him. And then he starts to worry after that. Once it really sinks in and he gets over it, he... Starts to really worry. I don't know if Hans comes back into it though. Maybe he like in the mail he gets just like a single bullet with an H <laughs> on it. Or or like a dead fish. Godfather style. Maybe yeah. the black spot. Muppet Treasure Island style. <laughs> I like it. Muppet Treasure Island call out. I like it. I think Make sure the... to look out for our Muppet Treasure Island podcast. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the first time anybody's ever mentioned Muppet Treasure Island. Ever. <laughs> Just ever. Just ever. All right. So Bombay obviously makes this goalie switch. It does not work out. Is he disgraced at this point? Uh, he's going to get torn to shreds for making that switch. Because in this universe, Gaffney, she doesn't make the save. And so there's always going to be, well, what if he kept in Goldberg, who had the hot hand? The whole reason you kept him in the entire tournament, he had the hot hand. And you took him out. And also, at that point, I don't know if he's earned back earned back uh that favor that he kind of lost early on you know when mm-hmm. he got a little big-headed and so i don't know if he's you know carried that favor back but so he might kind of you know get swept out with the trash so to speak after that you know a pretty easy decision because he's not really the golden boy anymore at that point because he's burned a lot of bridges basically you mean for hendrix or with the ducks because i think he regained the the ducks trust. with hendrix i guess okay. specifically not so much with the ducks but 
Okay, so he doesn't become player, director of player personnel for the junior no, games? No, I don't see that happening. Yeah, okay. and so that actually could end up being good. Does he go to Eden Hall? Oh, with the Ducks? Do the Ducks go to Eden Hall, though? I think some of the Ducks do, and I think Bombay is able to like talk his way into being like a special advisor or like an assistant, and he's able to get more Ducks at the academy. You think Bombay would do that, though? Take what else is he got? Assistant job at, at like a as a, like a what assistant like JV coach freshman. Yeah, I think. I mean, is there even a freshman team? I mean, they have. Well, I mean, all they their are freshmen playing on JV. Yeah, I so. don't know. And also, you know, he's a he's an alumnus. They could give him also just kind of like a cushy title, like advisor, and you know, go teach P and take eighty k a year. I, I don't. I still think there's enough potential, and he has enough hockey connections that he can you know parlay into. Even if it's like a low, you know, ho- college hockey. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd go be an assistant there. Or, well, you know, the thing is, or he, the minors. He or went something. to like after this great coaching feat, he stuck with the junior Goodwill Games. And so, if he loses, like if the best he could do was ju- like player director, player what a development personnel for the junior Goodwill Games. Well, at that point, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a multinational. Well, I guess not multinational. <laughs> <laughs> A national organization. So juggernaut, you know, I mean, they've, you know, they've built this momentum with that person. So that's a pretty big job when he takes it. I don't think it's as big as you might think it is. I mean, it's yeah. not coaching. And so that's he's true. not going to be in the spotlight. And maybe he just doesn't want to coach. Because he's, he's basically coaching. building the team, isn't he? Well, that's what I would assume, director, player, personnel. Yeah. So he'll, like, in... Maybe that's his favorite part is build, like he didn't get the build team. You'll say maybe he wants to build it in the future. Or, or maybe, I mean, maybe he goes and is a scout for a pro team and works his way through, you know, up the GM ranks and the front office. Maybe that goes that route. I mean, when he did, I guess, uh, flush out of the minor leagues, like he would, he had nothing. He had not, he didn't have those, those high connections weren't calling. And yeah, then he went he back gets, to the skate shop. Yeah, yeah. And then he gets this miracle. Well, that might just be poor form on his part. He probably, he was sulking. That's true. You know? Okay. That's a fair point. So you're saying he becomes just a scout and works his Maybe. way up through hockey? Yeah. All right. See it? Unless he does want to get back into coaching. but So he's done lawyering at this point? Yeah, I think yeah. he's done. Okay. He's done with the or suits. Or maybe he becomes an agent. Oh. I think that'd be solid. Because he, he has an eye for talent, and he has the law background. So that might be a perfect fit, actually. And he's got a connection to Adam Banks, first client. Cha-ching. Okay. So, we go back to Gordon's coaching decision. Put Gaffney in. Gaffney messes up. How does Goldberg... Goldberg's got to feel like he made that save right now. And what's his feeling after the team loses? I think Goldberg is probably, you know, the entire time he's saying to himself, you know, I would have made that save. I should have stayed in there. I'm not sure if he makes that that feeling like... uh, known to his teammates though see i think and i mean they keep it jovial at most times but i think there's a very deep-seated resentment that he has for julie the cat you know i mean they played off in a joking manner like oh i'm gonna you know feed her all this junk food you know in d3 but i think there's some serious ill will feelings especially after that yeah that's true when he loses the starting spot in d3 he's He's, you know, conniving. Yeah. Mm. But and but it's still in semi-sort of good fun, good-natured fun. But I think that kind of maybe tips it toward the more devious. Okay, so he snaps after this. Maybe, yeah. 
<laughs> what happens when he snaps? I don't know. <laughs> Tune in to next. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Fine. Do you think he just becomes really like a bitter person to be around? They stop hang- like calling him up to hang out because all he does is just like get pissy about stuff. I, well, I, I think especially with such like an like an earth shattering loss like that, I think the team starts to become very like cliquish. You know, they're the I can see that. You know, they're the three or four guys that like resent these people because of this happened. You know, so I I I think the team gets fractured in ways that wouldn't have happened if they you know when they won. Yeah, and I don't think. Um... You know, Dwayne, I'm not sure he's sticking around. And, yeah. You know, we haven't really gone into the, do they go to the Eden Hall, but. The guys know, not, without a strong connection. Yeah, yeah, they're not a package deal anymore because they didn't win it together. You've got, like, the Minnesota group, and then you've got, like, the other people. Hmm. I mean, Portman's, you know, back to the streets or wherever he is. Yeah. Maybe we get some Hawks at Eden Hall. Oh, McGill. They try to jam McGill on with the, some ducks. Have we established that McGill is any good? He's on like the Hawks' top line. All right, that's a good it's like point. McGill, Larson, and Brown after Banks leaves. So, all right. So, you mentioned the Ducks and Eden Hall. So, who eventually does go and go to Eden Hall? Which package of Ducks makes it there? Banks. Banks. For I think sure. Julia Cat. Yeah. For for marketing, if no other reason, <laughs> but she has a better goalie. Uh huh. You know? I mean. Uh. Maybe I mean, they probably extended to. I mean, they extended it to Goldberg beforehand. I would say Goldberg too, and just for storyline's sake, that has to happen. <laughs> um, it's Fulton. I don't know. I don't. I'm not so. sure he. Um, he might crash out after that loss. Yeah. You know, he might say, "All right, I'm going back to football." Yeah. Okay. Uh, Plus, he's not that good of a hockey player. <laughs> he gets really good in D three, though. Uh, yeah. We we yeah, he's captain material. Yeah. yeah. He's actually pretty good in D2, too. So, Charlie? Charlie's got to go, right? Yeah. Team captain. Now, I Team wonder USA. if they get, like, full scholarships, though. I'm not. Oh, you think they have to, like, try out for the JV or the freshman? Yeah, it's because it's pretty much, that was all just handed to them. And they didn't really know what they were getting into when they got there. And so, it's like, hey, here's a scholarship. Yeah, but I think anybody that they invite is going to be, like, a scholarship you know type level you know what i mean so i don't think they'll like invite somebody and like force them to try out that's not really eden hall style but they might only invite five Mm -hmm. players you know or whatever from the docks because i imagine whenever they probably wanted like banks and the cat and you know full and things like that in the beginning and bombay was hey this is a winning team they've never lost playing together so that's why you need the whole team there now he doesn't have that leverage because I imagine Bombay was the one who kind of orchestrated Pulling everything. the strings. Yeah, and so now he he can't really say that. I mean, does he leave out a guy like Luis or or Dwayne or Kenny Wu? See, I don't think any of those guys go. I mean, they have no ties to Minnesota. I mean, there's no reason for them to to be there. I mean, it's it's the best best hockey prep school essentially in the nation is yeah what we're... i suppose so yeah but... i think Wu might he kind of ingratiated himself in yeah. the ducks third bath brothers but yeah Dwayne might not go and then who else did you say Somebody uh else? Luis. Luis. yeah uh, i don't know maybe i think that the the coach said like this motherfucker couldn't stop two <laughs> yeah. weeks ago yeah. and you exactly. want him to play for you know also is orion is he is he happier that it's not the entire Ducks team? Or is, I mean, 
is he upset that he's not getting this talented team? You know? I think he's happier because it, he gets to kind of mold the team a little yeah. more. He gets to put guys in different roles and like fill them in instead of just having like 18 guys or whatever it was and, and just saying, take them. And there'll be a, he can like have players that he's like we're already knew were coming in yeah. like up the ranks from these Eden Hall kids. They'll have to obviously cut some of them to make room for the Ducks, but and it's a lot easier in that situation to like take Charlie C away and stuff like you know. It's, oh yeah, it becomes a true competition, you know, for that kind of stuff. Well, and also maybe the um, the leash isn't as short because the the uh, I guess was he the dean the bald guy. Remember his son was cut from JB. Riley's dad. Yeah, and so he was. So maybe the son is still playing. Yeah, and so maybe it's like, okay, we don't, you know, if they start losing, it's not a big deal. My son's still on the team. So hmm. so do they have the same rivalry with the varsity if it's not just the Ducks? Hmm. I don't think they could, really. I mean, there might be some sort of resentment because they just don't think these Ducks are good enough. But Yeah, because they think they're white trash. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So basically... Most of the plot of D3 just wouldn't happen. Yeah, it'd be a really boring movie. <laughs> <laughs> They're all happy and successful. And... <laughs> yeah, watch yourself. Okay, let's go back to Gordon. Something I want to bring up that I forgot. They had the jersey change, obviously, in D th- in the third period. Do Does Gordon face criticism for that after they lose? Oh, yeah, because it looks kind of stupid now. Yeah, but they do come back and tie it up. I mean, what kind of crit- what are you gonna say? I, mean, I think those those uniforms never see the light of day after that. Oh, yeah. there's yeah. no team, and also there was probably um, Hendricks were probably really pissed because there's all these photos of them winning and it doesn't say Hendricks anywhere on those jerseys, but they let it go because they won and there's all kind of endorsements yeah. and things like that, and now they lose. And they also took off the jersey that said Hendricks, essentially breaking a contract. Yeah, do you, yeah, do you think they file file a lawsuit against Bombay? Hell, maybe even Tibbles. He's like the goat. He's a yeah, and goat. see, maybe that's the thing that, and like that's why I don't think Bombay like go. He can't go work for the Junior Goodwill Games because oh yeah, Hendricks. that's off the yeah. table. I think that's completely off the table. Yeah, and I, they might say Tibbles, why did you let that happen? I don't know. I think Hendricks definitely cuts ties with whatever with Bombay and whatever relationship they had. Well, and how and how what's ho- Hendricks hockey's influence too? Because any team that they're the official sponsor for, they're not going to touch Bombay, like in any exactly. kind of like scouting or. Yeah, they would be probably bad mouthing him. So, Bombay might lose some of his connections there, but. Yeah, I like the jerseys. When you look at the jerseys, it was like they won. It was the huge turning point. If they lost, you could say like it was just a gimmick. That yeah, it was a stunt. Really... Yeah. So, but then again, they did tie it up. So uh, there's both sides to it. Now the other side, Gunnar Stahl, Wolf the dentist dancing. No. Iceland. Does this usher in like another golden era of Icelandic hockey? And are they like a world power now? Twenty years later. I mean, I, I think it. It's pretty plausible. I think know. so because I think um, the dentist is done when they lose that game in reality. Mm-hmm. But they came back and they win, and you know maybe he gets promoted to like the the mate like the men's team, mm-hmm. and 
Gunnar Stahl is like the next big thing. Like he goes over and plays like in America for a couple of years till he's old enough to go into AHL or something, and he becomes like a symbol for all of Iceland. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think Gunnar Stahl becomes like a world superstar after this. Cause everyone yeah. probably loves like after he misses, like he's lost the game for Iceland. He lost it. He got stopped, but. Then he comes back. He scores. He does all he can. He's the player of the tournament, obviously, even with that, even with the miss. So if he makes it, he's done no wrong. He become. He's probably like a phenomenon. He's probably. They're probably looking at draft boards on like cover Sports Illustrated. Yeah, people are going nuts about him. I think he becomes world superstar. We don't get one of the best lines of dialogue ever, though. In this scenario, you lost it for yourself. Yeah, I mean that's 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 true. Yeah, that's true. And that does bring up the tension between Wolf and Gunner, which we kind of established in episode two that it happened in that Russia loss. There was some tension between them. So if Gunner makes it, what's their relationship going forward? Is it all forgiven? Players and coaches in general, I mean, they put up with a lot more when you're winning. So That's true. I can imagine Gunner had said, okay, we won, so... I put up with that, that bullshit. It ended up working. And Dentist is like, hey, you know, I pushed you so hard, but we did end up winning. And yeah. Bob, maybe... Knight, Bob Knight doesn't win a thousand games. People don't put up with his shit. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. So, Wolf, does Wolf just rise through the ranks then? Is he, like, coaching the NHL right now? I think he gets a chance, and but... I definitely think he probably has some methods that yeah. uh, people get along with. And also, remember, he was banned from the NHL, wasn't well, he? Oh. Well, I'm, yeah. I was taking that as, like, a player, but maybe it's both. Yeah, I can't imagine them banning a player then being, you know, okay, sure, you can you can coach, so. But he can coach Iceland's national team for, <laughs> yeah. you know, the next 40 years. 50, yeah. yeah, and just create a He's dynasty. He's a symbol yeah. there. And, and he, he probably has all these... You know, Icelandic players just going to the NHL, and maybe he's able to like ride on the coattails of Gunnar Saul a little bit. Hmm. Like, hey, I'm behind. I was the one who who taught that kid everything he knew. Iceland just becomes a hockey power. We they really missed like you really think about it. One moment just changed the course of history there. Yeah, who's heard of Iceland hockey? Exactly. We couldn't even tell you what color their flag was in episode two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, I could not honestly. Maybe you guys could, but I couldn't. We pulled through eventually. Yeah, we did it. All right. So, anything else we're missing from D two and the Ducks' devastating loss in the Junior Goodwill Games gold medal game? That I That's a no. <laughs> so, well, the only thing I could think of is. We, we've touched on Hans's uh, influence on this tournament and everything. Do our heads are going to roll because USA lost from uh, Hans, who's watching from afar. But, hang on. I was going to say, you also have to kind of assume that whatever ultimately happens is was Hans' plan all along. So, in this alternate universe, Hans wanted Iceland to win because he saw... A bigger potential, whatever. Well, I don't think he did. I think he what he sees is like, what the fuck is Gordon doing putting Julie the cat in? That's true. So yeah, so maybe Gordon Bombay is dead. 
<laughs> that took a turn. I don't think he's dead, but maybe I think maybe it's a lot harder for Gordon to find a job in hockey than than Kevin might have mentioned earlier. I don't. I think it's really hard for him to find like a scouting job or something like that. So Charlie Conway's dead. No. So who's dead? Yeah, who's dead in this scenario? <laughs> Tibbles. Okay. T- oh, okay. Yeah, Tibbles could be like floating in a river somewhere. Yeah. So the, Tibbles leaves. He bolts right after that game. Does he know that Hans is coming for him? He spends oh, the yeah. rest of his life looking over his shoulder. Yeah, and, but it, that's not very long because he gets caught in like a week. And oh, yeah, okay. he's trying to hide in in Iceland or something. They've got an amnesty or whatever there. They don't they don't extradite. Oh, so okay, so Hans... makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I think they do extradite Iceland now. They don't? No, I don't think they did. That's because uh, Bobby Fischer was hiding there for so long. Oh, that's a good point. Young Bobby Fisher. First we had Muppet Treasure Island. Now we have Bobby Fisher. We, we touch all corners of culture here. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. All right. I guess we're going to have to do part three with D3 on this because we're already pretty much out of time. So, you know what to do. Go to thequackattack.com. Listen to the episodes. Download them. Contact us. Go to Twitter. At Pod. Go to iTunes, really. Give us five stars and tell us your conspiracy. Well, it's not really a conspiracy theory. Just your theory on what would happen if the Ducks lost that game to Iceland. And remember, Ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack. <laughs>